Intermountain Seltzer Health faces a shutdown if it can't find a buyer. Physicians at two Alina Health hospitals get the green light to unionize. And disproportionate share hospitals will continue to receive payments temporarily as Congress averts another government shutdown in the short term. It's Tuesday, January 23rd. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson, and this is Just Healthcare Daily, where you get the headlines and health business and policy news in 10 minutes or less. Intermountain Seltzer Health, a large physician group based in Nampa, Idaho, will shut down or be sold within the next two months amid financial and economic challenges. The multi-specialty group announced on its website that it is in active negotiations with other healthcare companies that may be interested in purchasing some operations, and the group said it is optimistic that a sale can be achieved. Seltzer Health cited significant financial pressures for the move, including the rising cost of providing care due to inflation that was exacerbated by the pandemic. The announcement also alluded to financial issues being tied to contracts and market relationships not developing as planned, but did not cite specific details. The group said it expects to either be sold or cease operations by March 29th. Seltzer Health employs more than 450 healthcare providers who deliver care across 11 clinics throughout Idaho's Treasure Valley, which includes the cities of Nampa, Boise, Caldwell, and Meridian. It serves roughly 100,000 patients in the area annually. Prior to its sale to Salt Lake City, Utah-based Intermountain Health in October 2020, the physician group was acquired by Boise-based St. Luke's Health System in 2012. However, a court ordered the health system divest from the group in 2015, ruling that the deal violated antitrust laws. Physicians employed by Minneapolis, Minnesota-based Alina Health have received the green light to form a union over the initial objections of health system leaders. The National Labor Relations Board certified the union election of more than 130 physicians at Alina's Mercy and Unity Campus Hospitals. Physicians at those locations filed a petition last March to join the local 10MD chapter of the Doctors' Council, which is a national affiliate of the Service Employees International. National Union, or SEIU. The nonprofit 12 hospital system originally challenged the petition, arguing that three of the physicians that participated in the Mercy and Unity campaign were also supervisors, and that their pro-union sentiments put pressure on their colleagues that the system deemed unlawful, according to the Minnesota reformer. However, the National Labor Relations Board rejected those claims. In a statement, Alina leaders said that they had been committed to ensuring that the process was fair to all parties and will not take any further procedural action. The system will now prepare to begin negotiating its first contract with the newly unionized physicians. This is not the only provider unionization effort underway at Alina facilities. In October, nearly 325 out of 589 eligible physicians, nurse practitioners, and physician assistants at more than 60 primary and urgent care clinics voted in favor of joining the Doctors' Council SEIU Local 10MD, creating what could be the nation's largest private sector union of physicians. 
Safety net hospitals will continue to receive federal funding, at least temporarily, following the passage of a stopgap funding bill in Congress to avert a partial government shutdown. President Biden signed a two-step continuing resolution on Friday following a 77-18 to 18 vote in favor of the bill in the Senate on Thursday. The House of Representatives passed it in a 314-108 to 108 vote shortly after the Senate's passage. Lawmakers will now have until March 1st to vote on four appropriations bills related to agriculture, energy, military construction, and transportation. A second set of eight appropriations bills have a March 8th deadline for consideration, including funding related to the Department of Health and Human Services. Through the continuing resolution, planned cuts to Medicaid disproportionate share hospitals have been delayed. The measure also extends authorizations for community health centers, as well as the National Health Service Corps and Teaching Health Center graduate medical education. It's unclear at this moment when and if lawmakers will approve a long-term spending bill that funds the government. This is the third stopgap measure passed by Congress since the start of the 2024 fiscal year, which began on October 1st. The bipartisan passage of an earlier stopgap measure led to the ouster of former Republican House Speaker Kevin McCarthy of California in October. This is Just Healthcare Daily. I'm Jay Carlisle Larson. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please leave us a rating or a review. It helps other listeners find the program. You can check out more insights on healthcare business and policy news at JustHealthcare.com. You can also get these insights emailed directly to your inbox when you subscribe to our newsletter, The Weekly Gist. The GIST Healthcare Podcast is an independent production of GIST Healthcare, a Kaufman Hall company.